This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. I'm going to dive right into the word of God for today. I'm going to try to leave a little bit of time on the clock so that you can get out a little bit early. I know many of us have plans with family and it's the the holiday weekend. So I want to be respectful of your time, respectful of your time. So I'm coming to you with a thought today by means of the person of the Holy Spirit. And my thought or my subject, my topic for the discussion for today is, it's closer than ever. It's closer than ever. It's closer than ever. I need you to understand that we're in the flow of signs, wonders, and manifestations pouring into your life like a flood. Open the floodgates of heaven and let it rain on us. So I want to encourage you as I'm encouraging myself, let's press in to break through. Let's press in to break through. Let me give you my foundation scripture. It's found in Acts chapter 2 verses 16 and 17 in the King James Version, it reads this way, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it came to pass in that the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. I need you to get a revelation today that this is that, and it's closer than ever. I said it's closer than ever. Again, and you're going to get a revelation of what I'm saying before the end of this service. It's time for us to press in in order to break through. We need to press in in order to break through. It's closer than ever. Today, as Gabby said earlier, it's Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday, and I'm going to explain what that really means. DFC, like most churches across the nation, have record numbers in attendance for Christmas and Easter or Resurrection Sunday, and oh, isn't it a beautiful thing? I love it, I love it, I love it. However, not nearly as many acknowledge Pentecost Sunday, which is the literal birthday of the Lord's church. It's the literal birthday of the Lord's church. The day that the promise of the Holy Spirit of God was fulfilled. I said the day that the promise was fulfilled. And who is the promise? The promise of the person of the Holy Spirit. 
as a part of the Jewish customs and traditions, they, there was included yearly celebrations and yearly feast or festivals. The festival of Passover was celebrated first in the Jewish New Year. Remember, we talked about this on Resurrection Sunday. Today culminates 50 days since Resurrection Sunday. Remember that Jesus was actually crucified during the Passover as the Jewish people were sacrificing their lambs in memory of their first Passover, which was the emancipation from slavery and from Egypt. Jesus was actually being crucified. He became our lamb. Behold the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Fifty days after Passover was Pentecost celebrated. Pentecost has been celebrated for 1,500 years. 1,500 years Pentecost was celebrated before the scripture that I read where Peter was talking about in Acts chapter 2. So here's the revelation. I'm going someplace, so just give me just a moment to bring you in. Many theologians, many scholars agree that we are living in the dispensation. Of course, this is the dispensation of grace, but this is the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts is really the acts of the Holy Spirit. This shows how the Holy Spirit operates. So many scholars and theologians believe that right now we're living in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Such a miraculous and marvelous outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is supposed to usher in, listen to me, the end time harvest. Everything is not about a new car and a new house. There's a whole end time harvest that has to be ushered in. So please, in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and by his blood, get a revelation that our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ is coming back. He's coming back for his church, a church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle, just as he promised. Jesus is going to crack the sky, sons and daughters. He is coming back just as he promised promise. Let us not get so caught up in our whatever we want, the things that we need, the stuff that makes us happy, that we forget. We got a real Lord. We got a real Savior that's coming back to take us to where he is. So through study, you'll find out that no acts of the Holy Spirit were ever done previous to somebody speaking it forth or prophesying it. After the prophetic, after it is spoken forth, then the Holy Spirit performs. Therefore, I need you to get a revelation that you have to speak it, and when you do, the Holy Spirit begins to act. Listen to me. You have to give the Holy Spirit a license to manifest acts in your life. And you get that license by speaking. You give that license to the Holy Spirit by speaking. Let me pause for a minute here. You've got to be careful of what you say in your waiting season. 
because the devil knows how to jump up and down on your last nerves when it seems like the waiting has been prolonged. So even though the waiting may have been prolonged, don't you ever change your confession. Listen to me right here. Don't you ever say anything about yourself, your family, your children, your husband, your spouse. Don't ever say anything that you don't want to see manifested because you have what you say. You, in essence, are prophesying your own life. That's how you were created. You were created to prophesy your own life. You were created to speak forth the culmination of your life. Listen to me. What comes out becomes your outcome. What comes out of your mouth becomes your outcome. You remember Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. God, the first transaction that he had with his man, he breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being or a speaking spirit. The Bible tells us that the word is spirit and life. So when you speak, you're speaking things forth. So never ever speak anything contrary to what you're believing God for. It doesn't matter if we're frustrated. It doesn't matter if it seems like like things are being delayed. You got to manage your mouth because you have what you say. You remember when a lady loud talked to me in the store talking about 100, 20, 40, 60, 80, 100. Got loud on me, so loud the people in the next one, like I was trying to do something wrong. And when I tell you my mom, I'm quick-witted and I was quick, I was quick with a comeback. You don't understand how fast I could have went off. But I couldn't, I didn't think of nothing sweet and lovely and kind at that moment. So I had to just be quiet. Otherwise, my words, my, my, words, my vocabulary, my, my vernacular was going to take me outside of my Christian character. Listen, I don't have room for that because I'm believing God for some big things. Come on, the Holy Spirit manifests himself through the words that you speak. So we're living in a day where this is that. And it's closer than ever. Remember, I prophesied streams of miracles, steady flowing miracles, blessings on a hill of blessings on a hill of blessings. You can't even get away from them. Am I making faith to anybody? Do you remember that? Don't ever be a forgetful hearer. That's why you need to write things down. You need to listen to the word over and over and over because repetition is good for learning. Miracles are things never done before. Y'all know I talked about this all the way on January 1. Miracles are things never done before, things never known before, remarkable, astonishing, inexplicable, unconventional, unique, different, unprecedented marvels, signs, wonders, stunners, extraordinary events, effects, or manifestations, an astonishing happening attributed to the presence and the action of God by means of the person of the Holy Spirit. It means a divine intervention and a divine interruption. Come up in here with me, somebody. 
miracles are not always been spectacular. Bing, bang, bow, pow, boom, bang. They're not always spectacular. They're not always necessarily demonstrative, loud, or overt. And if you're not careful, you will overlook a miracle from God that has happened in your life. Come on and get a revelation. We're 50 days past the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and he's sitting back, the person of the Holy Spirit, as a promise from God, a promise that God gives his very own children. Everybody doesn't qualify for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Everybody qualifies for salvation. Because everybody in the whole wide world is a creation of God. But until you make Jesus the Lord of your life, you're not a child of God and you don't qualify. Come on and get a revelation. I told somebody the other day, I said, as much as I love all y'all, I'm not giving you my PIN number to my bank account. My children get that. I love y'all. Y'all know y'all, I love you. I'm not handing out my PIN number, though. I'm not handing out my Social Security number. That is an exclusive gift to my children. They have access to everything that I have. So let us not be forgetful or let us not be so caught up in where we're trying to go and what we want that we're forgetting or we're overlooking what God has already done. Now, I'm just going to take a real brief survey and just shoot your hand up if God has done anything miraculous in your life in the past 50 days. Come on, come on, come on. Now, some of you, if you didn't raise your hand, you've overlooked some things. You didn't pay attention to detail. God did something supernatural in your life and for your life. You just happened to miss it. But that's why I'm here today, to help you to understand that it's not going to be loud, big bang, pow, boom, and overt sometimes because he's just smooth like that. He comes in so smoothly if you're not careful you'll overlook what God has done. Now, let me tell you some of the things that God has done. One of my daughters in the faith at this church right here was in a severe car accident. The car was total, but she's in church today, praising and worshiping the Lord. You're going to tell me that's not a miracle when people die in car accidents every single solitary day? Come on, that's a miracle. It's a miracle that they said I had two holes in the upper chambers of my heart. And after I went through testing after testing, wearing a heart monitor for a month, this, that, and the fifth, the doctors are confounded. He didn't have an answer. No holes in my heart, and I'm perfectly healed and made whole. Come up in here. Somebody else was healed of a brain condition, a brain condition that caused migraines and seizures. They just got a report from the doctor, and the doctor couldn't explain it, but it was a verified healing. Y'all not saying nothing. People have been getting promoted in their jobs and places of business, big business opportunities, television commercials, all expand business trips, financial miracles. Somebody said they just got an unexpected, an unexpected $11,000. An unexpected $11 is enough for me to shout, but $11,000, that is powerful. I'm trying to give you a revelation that is closer than ever. This is that. Come up in here. 
New friendships have been built. New relationships have been established. There's restoration in a family that has been in disunity and strife for more than a whole year. More than a whole year than the family member called to apologize, called to make an appointment to resolve the matter. This is big stuff. This is huge. Are you listening to me? This is that. Are you getting a revelation? It's closer than ever. We've had healthy babies been born. I just got a picture sent to me last night from somebody that we were praying for. Their baby, they were diagnosed with cancer. The cancer was so aggressive. While they were expecting, they had to take full chemotherapy several times uh, a week lost all of their hair just on all kind of medications, this, that, and the fifth. The baby is completely 100% perfect. This is that. This is that. I'm trying to give you a revelation. It's closer than ever. I got the testimony the other day that someone's, I'm talking about people that are in this church just so that you know. I could have them stand up, but I'm not telling their business. They can tell their own business. These are verified, these are testimonies that people have given me. I can't tell you the number of people that tell me I got an unexpected check, an unexpected check, unexpected. I I sit back there every time. People are testifying testifying to me, telling what the Lord has done. I got this one Thursday. The person said their brother was nearly bedridden. He had been so ill and in the hospital, in and out of the hospital, he was nearly basically bedridden. Then they got a call from their sister-in-law to come right over. So their heart was fluttering. Oh my goodness, let me run over there. And went. they dropped everything and went over there. And the sister-in-law wanted the person to see their brother was out there cutting the grass. How do you go from bedridden to outside doing lawn care? And say, he just woke up. I just woke up today and I felt wonderful. I just woke up. I just got up. And I felt different today. Come on. This is that. And I need you to get a revelation that is closer than ever. I got another testimony that somebody said they had been in pain every single day for months, not just one or two months, for several months. And suddenly, out of nowhere, they were pain-free. I got this one yesterday. The person hadn't had a bonus check in three years. Had not gotten a bonus in three years. Years, I understand that because I went for 10 years without a raise. So I get that. I understand it. For three years, then out of nowhere, they're getting an unexpected bonus. And they did the biggest job of the year. Listen to this. So much so that all of their other sales for the rest of the year is all profit. Y'all better come and see. Y'all know y'all can pity pad. Y'all know y'all be pity padding. You got to understand. You got to get a revelation. When we declared and when we decreed streams of miracles and streams of blessing, steady flowing, blessings on the hill of blessings, till we couldn't run them down, couldn't run fast enough to get past them, the Holy Spirit went into action. Because the Holy Spirit is 
triggered on what you say. So if you've not gotten your manifestation yet, no worries. Because sometimes it just takes a slight adjustment like Gabe was talking about earlier. We just slight, and just adjusting your seat. This is a beautiful thing about adjusting in your seat. Nobody will ever know. You keep looking straight ahead. Nobody will ever know. But you just adjust right where you're sitting. So this is your adjustment. Get a revelation that the devil wants to distract and offend you. So guard yourself. Guard your mouth, guard your spouse, guard your children, guard your family from offense. Remember I told you, refuse to be offended. And some of y'all left straight out of here and you stepped into offense, you took it. Give it back. Do not take it. Do not accept. If you took offense, drop it right now. If you took offense, drop it right now because I need you to know it's closer than ever. You got to refuse to be offended. Opportunities to be offended will come to all of us. But that's when you got to refuse to be offended. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 in the King James Version says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, think on these things. Get a revelation. We need to be thinking on these things instead of fighting against our family. We need to fight in conjunction with our family. Together we're strong because what happens is when we press, press in together, then we can break through. If you press in together, if I press into that door, I don't have that much power to push the door in. But I guarantee you, if about 10 of us come together and we agree and we press in at the same time with all our power, might, and ability, we're going to push that whole door off the hinge. Because the pressing in breaks us through. I need you to get a revelation that this is that and it's closer than ever. This indicates, listen to me, it doesn't look like I'm going to get to get to the good part, but this is good foundation because... Pentecost Sunday starts today, but that was just the birthday of the church. Anybody that have a birthday, you'd be like, I'm celebrating the whole month. I'm celebrating the whole year. Come on, we got to celebrate the, the birth of the church for the rest of our lives. So it's not about this one Sunday. It's about this is the birth of what God was doing in the earthly realm. This word, this, this is that. This indicates a person, a thing, an idea, an event, a time. It has reference to something present, something previously talked about. This. Is means to be, to do, or to live. It's time for us to live in it. I told you it's closer than ever. And that means just like this, it indicates a person, a thing, an idea, a state, an event, something that has been pointed out or mentioned previously. So here's the difference. Are you going to bear with me right here? That I know it sounds like semantics, but listen to me. I'm going someplace with this. This is, this, this is the difference between this and that. This indicates something that is closer to you and that indicates something that was farther from you. So this is that. This is that. Oh, hallelujah. 
and we're closer than ever. That which we proclaim, we declare, we decreed, and listen, we expect is closer than ever. That's why with a straight face, even though some of y'all be like, huh, with a straight face, I get up here and I say it repetitiously. This is your year of illumination. Hallelujah, because it's closer than ever. When I proclaim it, the Holy Spirit goes into action. Oh, hallelujah. This is your year of illumination. This is your year of revelation. This is your year of manifestation. This is that. This is your year of life defined with meticulous detail. This is your year of life unmistakably true for you. This is that. This is your year of grace. This is your year of completion. This is your year of newness. This is your year of an upgrade. This is your year of abundance. This is your year of expansion. This is your year of fruitfulness. This is your year of prophetic fulfillment. This is that. This is... This is your year of divine relationships. This is your year of divine marriages. This is your year of walking in the fruit of the Spirit. This is your year of flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. This is your year of supernatural miracle manifestation. This is that. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. Because it's closer than ever. In my five minutes, let me lay some foundation down. John chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Let me see which one. I got two translations to read. Which one I'm going to read? I'm going to read King James. It says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This is Jesus talking. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Listen, that where I am, there you may be also. Listen to me. This is not just about where we're trying to go and what we want to do and the things we desire and things that we pray for. This is about that end time harvest ushering in this last move of the spirit. Souls saved, lives changed, people delivered and set free by the word of his power and the power of his word. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 13 in the living Bible says, so stay awake and be prepared. For you do not know the day or the moment of my return. We can't get so lackadaisical. We can't get in such a routine and such a a pattern that we forget that Jesus is really coming back. Jesus is really coming back for a church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. He's coming back for those who have accepted him as the Lord and Savior of their lives. He's coming back for people that have been filled to overflowing with the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. They have the evidence by by means of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. But that's not the only evidence. Other evidence is you should be living a godly and an overcoming life. Isaiah chapter 43 Verses 18 and 19, it says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. 
Behold, remember not means forget the stuff that's in behind you. Behold, I do a new thing. Did I not tell y'all that coming into this year? Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. A river in the desert? That's a creative miracle. If he can make a river in the desert, surely he can do whatever you need him to do in and through your life. God is doing a new thing. Remember I told you, brand spanking new. So new it can't get any newer, so don't box God in. The reason why we're overlooking some of the miracles that have have been done in our life because we're expecting it a certain way. We're boxing God in. He did it that way before. He did it this way for somebody else. He's doing a brand new thing. So new that has never been done before. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away and behold, all things are become new, including you. Never been done before, never known before. Miraculous, remarkable, astonishing, inexplicable, exceptional, unconventional, unique, different, unparalleled things for you. Here's another revelation. Isaiah chapter 28 verses 10 through 12, the eight portion. And I need you to understand why I read so many scriptures and why I go through so many scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament. I go through a lot of scriptures. You never have to see me standing up here preaching without going to the word. And here's why. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue, will he will speak to this people to whom he says, this is the rest with which you... You may cause the weary to rest. This is the time of refreshing. Listen to me. How amazing is the word that confirms the word? The word confirms the word. About 835 years before Christ, B.C., the prophet Joel had a sneak peek into the future, and he prophesied, and he proclaimed, and after this is Joel chapter 2, verses 28 through 30. And it came to pass that afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also my men servants and all my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Remember, it has to be spoken. It has to be prophesied. It has to be voiced before the Holy Spirit goes into action. So now fast forward, fast forward, give me five minutes. Fast forward to Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. It's at the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows, as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Holy Trinity. We talk about God, the almighty God, the creator of heaven. We talk about the son who laid his life down and picked it back up. But we got to remember to talk about the promise. Jesus sent back the promise and the promise is fulfilled by means of the person of the Holy Spirit. Let me jump ahead a little bit to get you where I need you to go. We see how the word confirms 
the word. The word always confirms the word. As we survey the book of John, we see how Jesus is taking so much time and attention to detail to prepare the disciples for his death in order to plan, in order to fulfill the plan of redemption. But he's also teaching them about the fulfillment of the promise. He's teaching them about the resurrection. Then he's teaching them about the fulfillment of the promise. He's teaching them about the resurrection. Jesus had to lay his life down and pick it back up. But then he gave even more a promise, the promise of the person of the Holy Spirit in order to benefit our lives. He gave them the commandment to love. He repetitiously tells them not to let their heart be troubled and not to be afraid. He tells them that he is the way, the truth, and the light. And he repetitiously tells them about the Holy Spirit. I have to talk about the Holy Spirit because when we proclaim, when we declare, when we decree, when we prophesy, then the Holy Spirit goes into action. He's a counselor. He's an advocate. He's a teacher. He's a standby. He's a strengthener. He's a uh, intercessor. He's a helper. He's all that we need and an abundance besides. So even though the disciples, they were walking with Jesus every day. They were eyewitnesses to his miracles and everything. They still needed the Holy Spirit. How much more us? Get a revelation that we still need the Holy Spirit. Thousands of years later, if they needed the Holy Spirit and they were eyewitnesses right there with him, eating and seeing miracles, they needed the Holy Spirit. You got to get a revelation. We need the Holy Spirit too. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 says, Not by power nor by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord. As we come into Pentecost Sunday, I'm going to pick up on the next part of it. When you come back on Thursday, I'm going to take you to the book of Acts. And it's really the Acts of the Holy Spirit. I think some Bibles call it the Acts of the Apostles, but I call it the Acts of the Holy Spirit because you see how the Holy Spirit moves into action based upon the word that was already proclaimed, already declared, and already decreed. Therefore, this is that that has already been spoken. Come on. It's closer than ever. And this right here, what we're expecting, I read about 10 or 12 testimonies of things that have happened just in the past 50 days. And that ain't every testimony in the room. Come on, there's testimony. I got probably five more that I could testify, if not more. We can't be so driven to the outcome that we forget what comes out of our mouth. Let us remember. Remember, I spent a long time talking about declaring decree, an amazing 2023. You can't fall off of that. Just because delays and discouragement and distractions come, don't fall off of that. What comes out determines your outcome. When we come back on Thursday, I'm going to take you to the actual acts of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, and you will see how without gender, without prejudice, without incident, how the promise was fulfilled in the lives of the disciples. I always thought that they were in the upper room hiding and shaking like cowards until I really delve in and really begin to study it. After Jesus proclaimed it to them, he breathed on them and told them to receive the Holy Spirit. He told them, go to Jerusalem and stay there. Stay in Jerusalem. Why did he say stay there? Because they were already there for one feast. Stay there until the other feast, 50 days after. 
He ascended 40 days. He was on earth 40 days. So 10 days after that, they went into the upper room, all of them together. I'm going to read the list of who was there so that you know it was without gender and without prejudice. And you will see how they were expecting a move of God. Listen to me. They weren't in there shaking and, and crying. They were in there pressing in. They were pressing in. They were pressing in. They were pressing in. They were pressing in to break through. They were pressing in to break through. It was 120 people pressing in together in order to break through. Come on, come on, come on. The scripture says we're two or three are gathered. We can press in together until we break through. All I need is an agreement partner because two are stronger than one. One puts the five a thousand, two ten thousand. That shows how incrementally that power increases when we're in harmony, when we're in unity. So child of God, as we press for Thursday, let's press in. Today is Pentecost Sunday. That's just a birthday. We celebrating all year. We're celebrating for the rest of our lives. Are you listening to me? Come on, come on, come on. We're expecting great things because this is that and it's closer than ever. Every head bowed, every eye, every eye closed in prayer. No one walking or talking unless you've been assigned. If you don't know Jesus as the Lord of your life, we want to pray. That's what we do. And every day we pray, every day God answers when I think about all of those answered prayers, I just want to run and shout and leap and give God glory and honor and praise. And as many as we rejoiced about, we got two, three times more that we haven't even recognized. God is faithful and unjust. And this is that, and you're closer than ever before. Say this prayer with me, dear Jesus. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.